Good morning, everyone. Thank you, first of all, to uh, Arisia and George of T Taste of Ukraine for welcoming us here to this uh, wonderful little bit of Ukraine in Alberta, uh, here uh, in Edmonton, St. Albert area. Uh, wonderful to be here with some colleagues uh, and uh, with, uh, as well, we have Arisia Boychuk, President of the Ukrainian-Canadian Congress Alberta Chapter, for an important announcement about welcoming newcomers from Ukraine who have been fleeing uh, Russian uh, terror and violence in their homeland. Let me begin by once again expressing Alberta's profound solidarity uh, with the people of Ukraine. Uh, the attack that they have been facing for the past several weeks is unprecedented in our lives to see a full-scale war uh, in Europe of this nature uh, and acts of violence that have been unprecedented since the Second World War, all because of Vladimir Putin's outrageous uh, aggression and his long-term plan to uh, uh, oppress the Ukrainian nation, something that has uh, sadly been a uh, part of Russian history preceding Vladimir Putin. Uh, this is an effort to obliter obliterate Ukrainian identity and sovereignty. And it is a uh, war that has now given birth to war crimes uh, and acts of unimaginable violence that all civilized people must oppose in the strongest ways possible. We are all uh, inspired by the courage, bravery, and tenacity of the Ukrainian people uh, in fighting back and defeating Putin's forces uh, in many parts of Ukraine, and yet the threat remains still very real. That is uh, why some 4.5 million uh, Ukrainians, 10% of the country's population, have fled, uh, almost all women and children, or some older men, uh, to Europe, and now uh, many are coming uh, to Canada and other parts of the world, uh, while their husbands, sons, brothers, and fathers continue uh, the fight uh, to defend their territory at home. We expect many thousands, uh, potentially tens of thousands, of those displaced Ukrainian uh, nationals to come to Canada. And as we've said from the beginning, we will welcome with warm arms, uh, with open arms and warm hearts, any who come here to Alberta. In fact, uh, Alberta has demonstrated, I think, more than any other Canadian province, our, the depth of our solidarity with Ukraine. We've done so through important tangible commitments, including a $5 million contribution to the Canada-Ukraine Foundation's Stand with Ukraine campaign to provide uh, in much-needed humanitarian support for both uh, displaced persons and those uh, remaining in Ukraine. Uh, we, we, in addition, actually $6 million in, to the uh, Canada-Ukraine Foundation and $5 million contribution uh, to the World Ukrainian Congress's uh, campaign to provide non-lethal military equipment to support the Territorial Defense Forces. In fact, uh, the $5 million uh, is uh, budgeted to provide critical equipment like uh, bulletproof vests, uh, helmets, uh, and other key gear for some uh, 5,000 members of the Territorial Defense Forces in Ukraine. And I recently got an update from World Ukrainian Congress President Paul Grodd on the delivery of much of those goods. In addition, we have provided uh, an initial funding of $350,000 to the Ukrainian-Canadian uh, Congress Alberta chapter uh, to support their efforts both in supplying humanitarian goods but also beginning the process of welcoming uh, displaced Ukrainians here. And today I'm pleased to 
uh, announce an additional support from Alberta. We estimate of $2 million of support to provide uh, rapid settlement support uh, to Ukrainians arriving in Alberta. People fleeing their country, having left everything behind, uh, who often will arrive here not speaking English uh, and sometimes having no relatives or friends are in significant need of immediate uh, and comprehensive support uh, so that they can uh, begin to uh, live secure lives here, but also cope with trauma and other uh, challenges that have, they bring with them from the conflict. I'm therefore pleased to announce that as a part of this additional package, uh, we Alberta will be providing health coverage immediately to uh, all Ukrainians arriving through the federal program, uh, and uh, we will be immediately offering enrollment in K-12 schools in their new communities to ensure continued education and access language learner programs if necessary. We'll be providing for an Alberta identification card, including a driver's license to access important services and supports like health care and banking services. We'll be providing a, a for licensed child care programs in the communities that work best for Ukrainian families who arrive here. We'll be providing for access to organizations and resources that can help support f- help find work and build careers in Alberta, such as the Alberta support centers across the province, uh, including uh, searching for jobs specifically for Ukrainian arrivals. And I should mention that uh, it's in the federal program that these individuals are arriving in, they do uh, have an automatic open work permit uh, to enable them to work legally. We will be providing for access to community adult learning programs uh, to improve financial and literacy skills, including English as an additional language. And we'll also be providing a reference guide at alberta.ca slash Ukraine uh, in English and Ukrainian with detailed information on resources and supports uh, that can help Ukrainian arrival, uh, arriving here settle uh, into their new communities. So we'll be taking other additional steps, but we wanted to look at the full spectrum of government programs to ensure uh, rapid access because these um, individuals have already faced enough adversity uh, in recent weeks and we need to be there to support them. I want to thank uh, the Ukrainian-Canadian community here in Alberta, UCC and its uh, member organizations uh, and just individuals and families for having been so open and welcoming. And I want to thank Albertans for opening their hearts to Ukraine, the uh, the amount of financial and material commitments, uh, contributions uh, to the effort in Ukraine have been heartwarming to see from this province, understandable given the deep human and historical ties between Alberta and Ukraine, with uh, Alberta with over 350,000 Albertans of uh, Ukrainian origin. So these are uh, altogether, each of them, relatively small steps, but important measures to ensure uh, that uh, as soon as Ukrainian uh, displaced persons arrive, they're provided with the full spectrum of government and social support. Uh, and as I say, we'll be continue to work with the community on providing other support as necessary. And with that, I'll hand it over to Minister Madu to provide additional details. Thank you, uh, Premier Kenny, and good morning, everyone. From the moment we learned of the crisis in Ukraine, Alberta leaped into action. In true Albertan style, the people of our province and our government asked how we can help, and then we did it. Whether it is a donation of time or money, a place to stay, or making sure that the necessary support are in place, Almost everyone 
is pitching in. I am honored to work for a government and a province that is doing so much to support people that have gone through so much. Alberta owes a huge debt of gratitude to Ukrainians who arrived in the past and helped inspire the values that help define Alberta's success today. As Minister of Labor and Immigration, I won't stop working to ensure our Ukrainian friends have the support they need for now and for the future. I can promise you that they will have our understanding and they will need our help, and that help will be there for them. They will have the assistance of the Ukrainian-Canadian community and our newcomer-serving settlement agencies, and they will have the assistance of the government of Alberta. Uh, today, we are announcing, as the Premier said, more than $2 million in support for this worthy cause. At albera.ca backward slash Ukraine, they would get help finding the services and support they need, including the following, healthcare, including hospitals, doctor and mental health services, education, including help enrolling their children in K-12 schools, and access to language programs. Identification, including Alberta ID card and driver's licenses, licensed child care services, and help with finding work and employment. Our settlement agencies have done so much to help the, ar the arriving Ukrainians find the cultural and faith communities and learn about life right here in our beautiful province. Today, we are increasing our funding by $1.2 million to help these agencies continue their effort. These groups have done an amazing job so far to help the people arriving feel at home, and we want to ensure that they can continue their great work. There are many organizations and resources that will help Ukrainians find work when they are ready, and they include Alberta Support Centers, which offer services including job fairs, workshops, information sessions, and labor market information. The Alberta Labor Information Service, or otherwise known as ALICE, which provides career, learning, and employment information, and the Government of Canada's Job Bank, which has a list of current job opportunities in our province, including a search option for jobs specifically for Ukrainians. For the future, Alberta's government is helping Ukrainians stay in our province by prioritizing their applications for permanent residency through the Alberta Advantage Immigration Program. For now, we have also waived the application fee and service fees for new and existing applications made by Ukrainian nationals. As the situation changes, we will continue working closely with our federal counterpart, communities, and settlement-serving organizations to offer U U Ukrainian nationals the support they need. In closing, I want to thank every individual and organization that has stepped up to support and welcome the Ukrainian people to our province. Like you, the Alberta government is proud to help our new folks arriving here feel safe, welcome, and supported. We thank you so much. With that, I will now pass it over to the Minister of Advanced Education, Minister Dimitris Nikolaides, to provide his remarks. Thank you.
Excellent. Thank you, Minister. And good morning, everyone. It's a great honor to be here at uh, such an iconic St. Albert restaurant for today's announcement. I want to thank, of course, Premier Kenny, uh, Minister uh, Madhu, and MLA uh, Armstrong Hamaniak for being here and supporting us uh, with an investment that will benefit so many. I also want to thank uh, Arisia and Deb from the Ukrainian-Canadian Congress of Alberta Provincial Council for joining us today and being here in support. And, of course, a special thanks to the uh, Taste of Ukraine for hosting us here today. As the Premier mentioned, Alberta has strong ties to Ukraine. More than 345,000 Albertans have Ukrainian heritage, and it shows throughout our communities. Small businesses such as the Taste of Ukraine are one of the best examples of how diversity strengthens and enriches Alberta. Through food, they help preserve their heritage and introduce all Albertans to their vibrant culture. I want to thank all Ukrainians, the ones who have been here for generations, arrived recently, and especially those in Europe, for their courage, compassion, and resiliency during these difficult times. As we all know, Russia has launched an unprovoked attack against the people of Ukraine. My heart breaks to see the images of destruction and violence coming out of the region. The thought of families being torn apart and lives being completely shattered fills me with grief and sadness. However, I am also greatly encouraged by the incredible bravery and heroism everyday Ukrainians are demonstrating in the fight uh, to save their country. To the people of Ukraine, please know that I stand with you and Alberta's government stands with you. In the face of this devastating war, many Ukrainians are seeking refuge across Canada and, of course, right here in Alberta. I know that you will be met with open arms and that the generosity of Albertans will help those of you fleeing war find safety and stability. Alberta's government is taking many steps to help you with your transition to Alberta, and I'm proud to talk a little bit more about what Advanced Education will be doing to help you when you are here. More specifically, it's my pleasure to announce that Advanced Education will be providing $1 million in additional funding to help ensure Ukrainian newcomers have the support they need. My message to new Ukrainians coming to Alberta is this. Alberta's government will do everything we can to ensure you have the support that you need when you arrive here. Now let me tell you a little bit more about how this funding will be utilized. This funding will be provided to our community adult learning partners. Now, our Community Adult Learning Partners, or CALPS, play a critical role in Alberta's adult learning system. Specifically, they work to provide a wide range of adult literacy and foundational learning programs to all Albertans, including programs in adult literacy, numeracy, basic digital skills, and English as a second language. Our CALPS provide programming that enriches and advances the lives of all people in Alberta. They help adult learners, including ELS learners, transition to further learning, prepare for jobs, and help with social inclusion. As an example, in Edmonton, the Edmonton Community Adult Learning Association distributes over $2 million annually to nonprofit partners to help Edmontonians who face social and financial barriers to learning. In terms of programming, they offer courses in adult literacy, basic digital skills, ESL, family literacy, and numeracy. 
Their programs can help adult learners use email, prepare presentations, develop resumes, use Microsoft Word, get online with Zoom, use an iPad, and much more. As you can see, the work done by our incredible KELPS will help ensure adult learners and newcomers have the support that they need to take confident steps forward into a new career or into pursuing additional post-secondary learning. Now let me talk a little bit more about how this new funding will benefit newcomers from Ukraine. Broadly, this new funding will boost the capacity of our CALPS to offer more foundational learning and ESL programming to Ukrainian newcomers. Ukrainians coming to Alberta may face new barriers. Uh, as Premier mentioned, for example, non-English speakers will need additional support to learn English, and depending on their level of education, some may require additional literacy and numeracy support. Others may require academic upgrading to bolster their high school credentials and be able to achieve access to post-secondary education. The funding announcement today will help our, our, excuse me, help our CALPS bolster this capacity and ensure Ukrainian new newcomers have a smooth transition to life in Alberta. Overall, our CALPS uh, supports uh, help to enrich and advance the lives of all people in Alberta, and be it those arriving from Ukraine or those who have been here for generations. So in closing, I'm, I'm glad to, to be here. I'm glad that advanced education is able to play an important role in our government's support for Ukraine. I hope these opportunities provide some hope and a return to normalcy. I encourage everyone interested to explore CALP supports in their communities and find ways to support adult learners in your life and encourage them to continue learning. More details can be found at alberta.ca slash Ukraine or at kelp.ca. I'd now like to hand things over to my uh, colleague, MLA Jackie Armstrong-Humniak, for her comments as well. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Thank you, Minister Nicolaitis. I'm Jackie armstrong Hominick, the MLA for Fort Saskatchewan Vegreville, and the Chair of the Advisory Council on Alberta-Ukrainian Relations, ACWAR. I'm honoured to be part of this announcement with Premier Kenny, Minister Madhu, Minister Nicolaitis, on the province's additional support for people fleeing the crisis in Ukraine coming to Alberta. As a Ukrainian as an ML and the MLA for Fort Saskatchewan Vegreville, I represent the constituency with deep Ukrainian roots, where the first Ukrainian settlers, came to, when they came to Canada, settled. I hold the nation of Ukraine and its people close to my heart. Ukrainians helped build this province with their hard work, industry, and culture. I'm deeply touched to see Albertans rallying together to show their support and solidarity for the nation of Ukraine and its people. From fundraisers to donation drives, just like the work done right here at Taste of Ukraine in raising more than $50,000 for humanitarian aid, this just shows the generosity of all Albertans. Today's announcement will provide much-needed resources and assistance in support of Ukrainians coming to Canada. This assistance will provide health services, childcare education, and employment opportunities. I want to thank all the settlement-serving organizations across Alberta that are helping Ukrainians feel safe and secure while in our province. I also want to thank Premier Kenny for his leadership on this issue. And finally, thank you again to every Albertan 
who has stepped up in whatever way possible to extend a helping hand. Your support means so much to so many. And now I'd like to invite um, Arisia Boychuk, my fellow board member, up to the podium. Premier Kenny, Minister Madhu, Minister Nicolaitis, Emily, Jackie Armstrong, Homanyuk. Thank you. Thank you for calling this meeting. Thank you for this amazing announcement of two plus million dollars. I'd like to also say thank you to the Taste of Ukraine for hosting this event here. We are very grateful to have this very unique and lovely space. As you know, Ukrainians are arriving in our province and have been for through a long and very difficult journey to get here. And there is a need to support um, to support them. And the supports announced by the Alberta government today is displaying our province's commitment to create a safe and supportive environment for Ukrainian families arriving here in our province. And we are very thankful for the $2 million. Not only the $2 million that has just been announced, um, we look very forward to the education program, to the immigration programs, to all the agency support that is going to be provided. We are very thankful for that, and we can't wait to start working in those capacities. I'd also like to thank the government for the $5 million that was provided to the World Congress to help support Ukraine fight for their democracy, for their freedom. We'd also like to thank the $6 million that has been provided for humanitarian aid to help those who are fleeing currently Ukraine. In addition, our office, the Ukrainian-Canadian Congress, Alberta Provincial Council, received $350,000 grant to help support with the settlement in Alberta. And we have already started to enact that support where we're providing help and resources for our um, new immigrants that are arriving. Thank you to that. Thank you for today's announcement. We know that the education, the health care, the job support, the support in uh, helping with the licensed daycares are all components that are going to make this a successful integration to our community here. Our community up until now has been volunteering um, day and night and uh, the last 56 days of the battle on Ukraine that has been occurring, we have been working here and these resources will definitely complement the services that we are working on right now. We want to thank our volunteers who have been working day and night uh, up until now, and we want to thank them moving forward. UCC APC is committed to continue supporting our member organizations that are helping the Ukrainian uh, Ukraine in a time of need. We look forward to Alberta government supports, and we ensure that we create will continue together to create this safe uh, and supportive environment. Ukrainians, Mr. Premier, will always remember the government of Alberta and your leadership under 
uh, at this very difficult and critical time. Ukraine will remember, and we will remember, the Ukrainian community here in Alberta. Slava Ukraini. Thank you. That concludes our formal speaking portion today. We're going to move to our media Q&A. We're going to start here in person. Please identify your outlet and who your question is directed to. We're going to go with one question and one follow-up. Hi, it's Carly Robinson with City News Edmonton. Question for the Premier. Uh, with children and schools, Edmonton Public yesterday spoke about the situation with refugees in the school already. When they enter the school mid-year, they don't necessarily have the funding for ELL. I spoke to a teacher last week who said, kids are basically learning English by osmosis. Uh, what are What's your commitment to working with the school boards for this new wave of refugees from Ukraine as well as refugees from other countries? Well, that's exactly what today's announcement is about. Uh, We will be providing that additional support for uh, English uh, as a second language to the school boards and those students. We appreciate that a lot of this has happened very quickly, and the schools and and their principals have had to just provide services on on the spot. But that's true for Ukrainian displaced uh, kids all around the world all across Europe you've seen uh, videos of kids showing up at school not speaking a word of the of the country that they're now in um, thankfully most children are very uh, resilient and adaptable and and they um, they meet make new friends quickly uh, and uh, and become sponges for the new language but we, we will will be providing that additional financial support as well that is important uh, we don't know how long uh, many of these families will be staying here we all hope that I mean, well, as, as from a selfish perspective as an Albertan, I would love to have tens of thousands of Ukrainians come and settle here permanently. But uh, we don't want uh, Vladimir Putin's invasion uh, permanently to displace a large uh, portion of Ukraine's population. And so it's our hope that we are providing these services in the expectation that many of those families can go back to Ukraine following the war and rebegin their lives. But in the meantime, we'll provide all the support that we can, including additional funding through the school boards uh, for English as a second language. Do you have a follow-up? Yes, uh, this, uh, the, the situation in Ukraine and the tragedy that's happened has shone a light on the refugee crisis, but there are refugees coming from all over the world. Has this opened up your mind or opened up your government to more action to support these people in our schools, in our community? Well, Canada, I, I'm, as the former Minister of Immigration, I'm very familiar with uh, uh, special needs that many refugees have. Canada has a fantastic tradition of welcoming uh, refugees from around the world. And uh, on a typical year, I think we, Canada receives uh, about uh, between asylum claimants and resettled refugees, uh, uh, around 30,000 uh, refugees in Alberta would receive several thousand a year. We have large refugee populations in uh, right across the province and communities from Lethbridge to, to Edmonton and elsewhere. So uh, we work with the federal government to provide appropriate assistance. It depends on uh, the, the, the kind of stream through which individuals have come. So, for example, um, people who uh, come as government-assisted refugees are selected by the Government of Canada, uh, usually following a reference from the United Nations High Commissioner on Refugees, and they receive um, uh, the full benefit of the Refugee Assistance Program. That includes, obviously, uh, immediate access to the school system uh, and a lot of settlement support from settlement organizations. It also uh, provides for income assistance for the first year. Individuals who come through the privately sponsored refugee program, that's where typically 
places of you know uh, churches and places of worship will sponsor in families uh, the sponsors have a certain responsibility to provide for housing and income support other basic support but those folks also qualify for education health care and so forth so as soon as somebody comes here and is admitted as a refugee they are permanent residents and they have access to all of those programs and additional supports thank you next question uh, for the premier Dan Gromit Global News hi Ron um, just wondering about just the what how does this go above what you would normally provide for temporary residents of Alberta? Well, what is different here is that I just mentioned a moment ago that when somebody is admitted as a refugee in Canada, they're admitted as a permanent residence and they a resident and they get access automatically to the full suite of government services. Uh, that's not the case with this population because they're coming as temporary residents through the federal program. And uh, so normally normally they would not qualify for most of these benefits. Um, so this is, we're expanding access to benefits uh, and services that would not normally be available to temporary residents. Now, it's possible that these folks will stay. God forbid the conflict goes on and they can't return home, in which case they will eventually transition into permanent residency. And we will assist them with that. Uh, as mentioned, we are prioritizing Ukrainian applications for permanent residency through Alberta's immigration stream. Uh, but in the meantime, we want to make them aware that, that we are going to provide the full suite of services they would normally have if they arrived as an economic immigrant or as a, um, a full-status permanent resident refugee. And your follow-up? One concern that we've heard from people who have family in Ukraine that may want to come here is the cost of a flight getting here. I mean, that's a support that's obviously, you know, paid for for most people out of pocket. Is there, have you talked to people about that, uh, that barrier and sure. whether the province could even help? And is that something you'd, you'd consider? Well, um, we're certainly keeping an open mind. I, I believe that there are a lot of efforts uh, being led by the Ukrainian community, and Ramisi may want to speak to this, uh, to provide support like that. A lot of that's been done by friends and family. Uh, and let's face it, I mean, we've got 4.5 million uh, displaced Ukrainians um, and wherever possible, I imagine they have they have gone at least initially to where they have friends or relatives. And for a lot of them, that is in Western Europe. It's in Poland, uh, in Germany, and elsewhere in Western Europe. And so uh, we do know that people tend to do better if they are being supported by family. And um, so I, I think most of the Ukrainians that are coming to Alberta right now probably do have family here now. And, and those family members are helping to raise the funds. I know I, a member of my team, um, his mom was stuck in Kharkiv. Uh, she managed to get out of the country, and some co-workers um, uh, contributed financially to, to help uh, with, the, with those costs. So I think a lot of it is just happening organically and, and, and through charitable giving, informally. Um, but I don't know, Risi, if you have more insight into this, uh, because you, I'm sure you're working with a lot of people on these issues. Uh, so, like you, uh, the Premier had indicated, primarily the uh, people arriving are coming to friends or family. They've made some arrangement to, to get here and do have some support. 
Um, there will be some urgency for them to get to work right away. Uh, they're getting their paperwork in place, uh, learning the language, and getting employment. Um, we just met on Monday with four deaf people that arrived. Um, they're athletes. They're curling athletes. And um, oh, they're curlers. Uh, they participated in Banff at the World Championships and won silver and gold. Uh, March, I think it's 27th, 28th, that just passed. Um, and we met with them, and there's four of them, and they're just lovely, um, and they're very eager to get to work. The first thing they said to us, we love visiting with everybody here, but we want to find a job. We want to get to work. Where can we get a job? So we know that this group of people are coming, are very motivated and driven, and they really want to work and contribute and learn the language. And so with today's announcement, with the additional funds for education is going to be key, absolutely key for them. They will hop on this. We, um, we vol our volunteers in the last uh, couple of weeks opened up some classes and, and they were hosting three classes. They filled up within hours and so we knew that there was a gap and we raised the issue with the government and the government has responded so we're very grateful that as the issues arise the needs we identify what the needs are of the community we are actually uh, bringing them forward and we're working with the government very closely on these issues and the government is helping support so Yes, uh, money is an issue. Uh, people are managing to get here. We're hoping that the federal government may be um, uh, offering a plane or two. They did talk about it. We don't have any information from a federal level uh, whether there is a plane and when there is a plane um, coming, but people are arriving here either on their own means or the support of family, and uh, they're very eager to, to learn the language and get to work. Thank you. We're going to go to the phones for our final question. Operator, can you please put through our first caller? Audrey Neveu, Radio Canada. Hi, Premier. My question is for you. I'll ask it in English for the benefit of everyone. Um, I'm a little bit confused about why uh, you're expanding those benefits for um, Ukrainians who are coming here on temporary residence. Um, does that apply to any other groups of refugees who come here as temporary residents? Uh, Audrey, you want that in English or French or both? Uh, both, please. Okay. So in English, um, uh, Audrey, when somebody arrives in Canada as a refugee, they arrive with permanent residency through one of three paths, either as a government-assisted refugee, that's federal government selects them on a UN reference, or privately sponsored refugee where a local community group invites them to come, the feds approve it, they arrive, they, the moment they land, they're stamped in as permanent residents. The third path is uh, for successful asylum claimants, um, and those are temporary residents while their applications are in being processed, but if the Immigration Refugee Board uh, validates their claim of persecution, uh, then immediately uh, Immigration Refugees and Citizenship Canada grants them permanent residency. So for those three classic exam or categories of, of refugees, they, they immediately get permanent residency uh, once their status is determined. Um, this is different. These are not, uh, well, these may be what we would call sort of in, in real plain English terms. These are obviously refugees fleeing a war. They, they're coming here uh, as displaced persons, and legally they're coming as temporary residents. And one of the reasons for that is just to move it faster. 
um, there's a, this huge wave of people, and uh, the federal government has set this up in a in a more flexible way, uh, basically to grant a an open work permit and temporary residency visa automatically to Ukrainians coming here. So uh, it's a truncated process. It means that legally and technically they don't benefit from the same things. Now, um, we can't, we obviously can't open this up to the entire world. Uh, we can't say to anybody, hey, you come to Canada, you're going to get free health care and education and social supports, um, even if you're not an illegal immigrant. So this is a special, limited, discrete program uh, for understandable and, and really extraordinary reasons. I'll try to say that more briefly in French. Um, que, uh, les, les Ukrainiens qui viennent dans le programme fédéral sont les résidents temporaires uh, pour, pour, pour que nous puissions avoir un programme très efficace uh, pour les, les personnes déplacées uh, de l'Ukraine Et euh, alors, typiquement, ils n'auront pas accès à euh, tous les programmes du gouvernement comme résidents temporaires. Euh, les réfugiés, typiquement, ils ont résidence permanente aussitôt qu'ils arrivent, dès qu'ils dès qu arrivent au Canada. Mais nous parlons d'un programme, d'une situation très spécifique, euh, très spéciale. Alors, nous répondons à cette situation avec accès à tous les services euh, du gouvernement provincial. And Audrey, do you have a follow-up? Yes, thank you very much. Uh, thanks for the explanation. Um, has this ever been applied to other groups in recent history in, in Alberta? I'm kind of wondering, you know, for example, Afghan refugees last summer, like, I'm sure they would have wanted to benefit from that kind of special treatment, too. Well, again, they would have been selected by the federal government as refugees. They would have arrived um, at the airport uh, CBSA would have stamped them in as permanent residents, which would give them access to the full suite of programs. So it's it's not an analogous situation. Um, I think there probably have been some um, unique programs in the past. Uh, I'm just casting my mind back. I mean, I, I seem to recall when there was a terrible earthquake in Haiti uh, several years ago, uh, and I was the Minister of Immigration. We did allow uh, for folks who were here. Um, it could not return. We, we, we gave them uh, access to certain benefits be, while they were still temporary residents. So, but generally speaking, I mean, the, what's different and unique about the situation is they're not arriving in, in, in the formal legal sense as refugees, um, and therefore they don't access all the programs they normally would. We're changing that. Thanks, everyone. That concludes our press conference. Thank you, everyone.